0: Today's episode of Under Further Review is brought to you by Body Restoration Therapeutic Massage, LLC, located in the Mill Street Deli and Little Lot Shopping Center in Boaz. Offering deep tissue massage, cupping, hot stone, and much more, Body Restoration Therapeutic Massage is the ideal place for relaxation and much needed stress relief. Amanda Bowers, owner and licensed massage therapist, is also advanced prenatal certified. Call or text at 256-557-6518 for an appointment or visit them on Facebook or Instagram. I am long overdue for a stress relief day at Body Restoration Therapeutic Massage, LLC. I can tell you that. And it is because of today's guest, uh, Coach Kai Wen, who has been uh, working as my personal trainer for the past few weeks. So, um, yeah, Body Restoration Therapeutic Massage. Uh, I've got to hit them up soon and all of you should as well. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Will Penton with Alpha Insurance. Will is my personal insurance agent and I wouldn't trust anyone else to handle the insurance of my vehicles, my home, and all other insurance related needs. He's always available anytime, day or night. Uh, Will is someone you can trust and Will serves the Boaz community as well as Sardis, Mountainboro, Horton. A. Roney and Douglas. So he's all over the place Uh, in Alabama. You can give Will a call today at 256-593-4615 or 256-343-4614. A prime example of Will's just dedication to his customers over the weekend. Last weekend, I was needing an updated insurance card. It was his day off uh, and Will took it upon himself to make sure that he got his his work laptop, got everything situated for me and got everything sent over. Uh, That way I was not left without an insurance card. So literally anytime you need him, he's there. Uh, Give Will a call today if you want a really good, reliable insurance agent. This episode of Under Further Review is also brought to you by Allie & Me Boutique, located at 285 US Highway 431 in Boaz, Alabama. You can reach them at 256-281-9566 or shop online at shopalleyandme.com. Alley and Me Boutique is a trendy yet affordable women's clothing boutique. They offer a wide variety of shoes, handbags, jewelry, and gifts, as well as a vast selection of beautiful clothing. Some of the popular boutique brand names that they carry are Z Supply and Kendra Scott Jewelry. And fellas, let me tell you something. If you are looking for... Somewhere to buy that special person in your life a gift. You've got the holidays coming up, you've got events you got to go to, you got Christmas, the whole nine yards. I can guarantee you, you're not going to find a better gift than at Alley Me Boutique. They're going to make sure that you are taken care of and that whoever you're buying for is going to love the gift. Um, visit Alley Me at 285 US Highway 431 in Boaz or Give them a call, 256-281-9566, or shop online at shopalleyandme.com. Under further review is also brought to you by... As a true community bank, People's Independent Bank is known for its relationship-based, service-driven brand of banking. There's a lot of bank inside our walls. We offer a complete array of accounts, financial services, and technologies designed to enhance your banking experience. Along with PIB Mortgage, with a full lineup of loan options, including 100% home financing. People's Independent Bank. You'll like banking with us. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number four six six three four zero. 340 if you're shopping for a new or pre-owned vehicle in this current market it can be exhausting and tricky shop with the people that are committed to making your car buying experience the easiest and most hassle-free process you will ever experience choose your friend in the car business nick howard and his team at team one cdjr of gadsden black friday sales event is running through tuesday so be sure not to miss out on any extra incentives and discounts Shop online at Team1Dodge.net to browse over 200 quality pre-owned vehicles currently in stock. Once you find your next vehicle, contact Nick and let him guide you through the process so you can buy with confidence. Once again, that is Team1CDJR, that is Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram of Gadsden. Team1 of Gadsden, go there, see Nick, and get the vehicle you want. Today's sports are under further review. The UFR Sports Podcast with Anthony Burgess. 180.
1: 180. Spider 2. Wild banana.
2: Omaha.
0: Omaha.
1: The previous play is under further
0: review. Your go-to podcast to hear the latest in the sports world. We are live And we are live. We have our guest here, uh, Coach Kai Wynn of the Albertville Aggies, joined alongside with my co-host, Will Penton. How's everybody doing, Coach? Good we're being. really, really
2: excited to have you here. I'm excited as well. This is so you know, this is my first podcast I ever been to, so hey. um, I'm glad to be here. Um, I, I, there's plenty of times that where people ask me to. Come on podcast and i'm just like well i'm, I'm kind of busy at this moment <laughs> um you know the timing is important yes and and when you run into people to try to ask you to come on certain podcasts that's in middle of season or begin the season well we have we have workouts we have practices yep. you know my, my time is limited mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm glad i'm able to come on right now to
0: this podcast well, this so. is this is only our third mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean you're not you're not too far behind us. Yeah, man. So Just, <laughs> just be free, man. Talk yeah. to whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely I'm
2: definitely let y'all know dig through my mind and 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 let's share any information I got that y'all want to know.
0: Yeah, man. Right. So I, you know, I, Coach and I have been working out together for a few weeks now, so I've gotten to know you uh, pretty well. But for everybody listening, it, you know, kind of started off a few of our podcasts this way. I think we would be doing a disservice if we didn't with you. Tell us about Coach Kai Win. who you are, uh, where you're from, and where you got to where you are today. Yeah, who am I? Well, um, to be honest with you, I, I grew up in China. Um,
2: my parents moved over here, Well, actually my mom moved over here. Um, she was the manager of Sugar Company. Um, and she saw opportunities here to maybe, you know, mm-hmm. advance my, uh, my future career and, and gets, gets a better opportunity for her kids or me so she decided hey let's 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 move and sell down in America let's move you know my kid over and then I have a better future and when I move over here I think I was maybe 10 or 11 um, wow. couldn't speak English at all Wow. Um, yeah so I, I started out with zero zero English background how tough was that very very um, I mean, even now, right now, I'm still struggling with some of the words, um, you know, there's, there's no such thing as past tense in, in Chinese right. wow. or, or present tense. Yeah. So mm-hmm. one character stands for, you know, one, one language at all, all cause it's like, it's, it's, it's me and, and there's no such thing, me, I, or, or, you know, I am Yeah,
0: it's just huh. one character for
2: everything yeah wow. that's okay. uh, he he
0: talked a little bit about a little bit about this the other day and it was it was yeah. interesting yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's Pretty my cool. background yeah. and
2: uh you know when I moved here I, I came to see Roulo um I think I grew up there all my life um, play sports um I try all I tried them all um <laughs> some of them I love and some of them I didn't like too much you know football's one of my favorite and then mm-hmm. basketball um I try to kind of get into baseball, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then when they stuck me in the outfield, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> um, so after that, I, I stopped playing baseball and, and uh, went into track and field. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably one of the best experience. Um, have fun, enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so that, that's my college experience, and after that, I went to Auburn University um spend a couple years there um started started as international business major Mm -hmm. and and i was like i was just sitting in in my you know uh, apartment one day and decided you know is this what i wanted to do for the rest of my life is just you know be an international business major do business Mm -hmm. and travel and and translate and i couldn't see myself doing that i just couldn't you know i couldn't see myself sit behind a Cubicle or this and be like, hey, you know, we are gonna sit there for nine to five, and or, or whatever the hours may be. Right. Um, I'm I'm prefer being active, get up on my feet, mm-hmm. and and one thing I came into mind is I love strength conditioning, I love working out, yeah, and I got a lucky opportunity with you know, I started out with Auburn basketball, mm-hmm. um, first year where Bruce Pross was there, okay, so. I started there until whenever I graduated, so it was like maybe two, three years mm-hmm. working there, two, maybe two and a half.
0: Um, so yeah. so ex- go into that a little bit more. Working with Bruce Pearl, obviously a huge, huge name in the basketball world, and you're Training the players at Auburn. I mean, that's that's a huge, huge thing. So dive dive into that a little bit. How was it working with Coach Pearl, and and really how was it working at Auburn? Yeah, um, working with Auburn is pretty
2: eye opening mm-hmm. and awesome experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have athletes all shaped and sizes, right? Especially yeah. in basketball, you got long, long um, arm length, and 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 kids that you know has tight hips because you're playing basketball all mm-hmm. year round. Right. And then weight room is pretty much um, what you can do to help you perform better. Right. So, um, weight room is, is more of a uh, um, I kinda I kinda wanna, you know, do it to enhance my performance kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um he, he when he when he got started there, he really changed that. Mm-hmm. Um he really buy into the weight program. and By then, uh, the coaches that that's down there right now and still curling are. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's an awesome coach, Coach D. That's who I started learning from. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then transfer to um, Coach Meg, mm-hmm. um, women's soccer coach, mm-hmm. um, women's basketball coach, and then just carry on. Let's yeah. carry on through Olympic sports. Um, You name it. Uh, After that, I was at. uh, I went to Harvard um, for a semester. Interned there Um, again, working with all sports: Mm -hmm. football, softball, track and field. Um,
0: Harvard. That is that is awesome. Yeah, Uh, yeah, and and I didn't know that. Oh yeah, it's
2: it's quite the experience. I used to get lost, you know. Forgot about all the places I, I I've been, and <laughs> forget all the nitty gritty details. But it was the sports I had the ones: football, um, basketball, uh, track and field, softball, soccer. Um, I think got into rowing and rugby
0: at one point. And then and and so when you're and. In- coaching or doing strength training for for multiple different sports you're having to do something different with each group because it's you know obviously it's a different sport so Mm -hmm. you're having to do something different with each group of of kids or players and I mean talk about that a little bit oh yeah that's pretty tough oh yeah because
2: because different sports has different requirement different required needs yeah right so if you're you're doing a um, more. Let's let's put track and field example. It's more vertical and more horizontal and leaner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we say lean, in a straight line and up and down. Yeah. Um, that that's a lot easy to train. Sure. But when you have dealing with baseball, when you're dealing with multi-directional, changing mm-hmm. directional sports like football, baseball, basketball, um, it adds different element into it. mm mm-hmm. um, It requires a lot more in-depth thinking then says hey we're going to lift weights and i'm going to copy this program and use it for this program Mm -hmm. because sometimes it doesn't work that way now you might have you might have one two kids that's able to get better but some of those kids are you left behind you know they're they're the part of the team too
0: right Mm -hmm. so
2: um and this is great uh if anybody getting into strength conditioning i recommend them to start you know, even though if you love football, I, I recommend to start with working with different sports. Yeah. So you can, you can sit back and see the entire thing. Yeah. Right. And, and take bits and pieces of knowledge from, from different sports. Sure. Because yeah, almost most things that you use cross-board can some way help you in, in a certain way.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Coach, what what's your coaching philosophy from a strength training perspective?
2: Um, to be honest with you, um, my training philosophy is doing whatever right that can enhance my athlete's performances. Okay. So, um, when we say enhance athlete performances, it depends on what sports you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if that's a let's let's say if I need to train a guy using a, a Con- conjugate method, or or triphasic, or any kind of you know French contrast, you name it. Um, different kind of training methods should be utilized. You shouldn't stick to you shouldn't stick to a either a powerlifting or Olympic lifting background training. I mean, you you want to use like all the tools in your toolbox to train an athlete instead mm-hmm. of hey, this is what I'm known for. Um, I'm gonna use this method and I'm gonna die hard on this hill. Yeah. Yeah. Um all the tools is there. Um if you do some research, really try to, you know, find out um the backgrounds of it and, and how you can utilize those tools into your training, yeah. You'll be a really good strength strength coach. So Usually
3: in a lot of times people are just like bench squat, power clean, let's go run. That's our strength program. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That that's what you see a lot. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, I, I got lost sidetracked of it, but a um, little bit more about my background. After Harvard, I went to uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, after Texas, I went to Shorter University right up the road right in Rome, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And then after that, um, Kentucky Christian University in, in Kentucky. Um, and then I went to
0: Millsaps College down in Jackson, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And now um, I'm here uh, – so, the, so you're, you know, you say you're in it to enhance an athlete's performance or whatever sport they're playing. So collectively, t- Texas, Auburn, uh, Millsaps, all these college programs that you've been a part of, so that it's just all kind of molded you into having that, the philosophy you have now, which goes into much further depth, you know, but that, that's just kind of being at all those programs, I'm sure just kind of all those strength coaches and the people you dealt with and different staffs that shaped you into what you do today
2: oh yeah definitely definitely you want to take something and learn something from everywhere where you've been right mm-hmm. um whether it's good or bad i think Where there's good bad, right. yeah. you want to take and learn something from it yeah um and every places i've been i learned a lot of stuff from it you know there's this mind-opening experience you know from from auburn to, to harvard mm-hmm. and, and there's uh different outlooks on you know how things need to be done from. Harvard to Texas and Texas to shorter, shorter to mm-hmm. um, Kentucky
0: Christian, whatever it may be. Okay, yeah. So what what was the the or what was the biggest challenge in training collegiate athletes? Um, I think biggest challenge would be
2: time management for them. Yeah. Um, and resources. Okay. Um, when I say time management you don't have athletes can that's come in whenever they want. They still got classes, mm-hmm. they still got film, they still got practice and, and thinking outside of that, they still have to eat, sleep, you know. Yeah. You can't just bring them in whenever you want. Yeah. yeah. So um and then second it's probably resources. Yeah. Um you know, you, you have programs that's in Alabama, Texas, uh, Georgia that has pretty much you know whatever they can get to to enhance their performances. There's right. a lot of the difference between different levels. Yeah. Right. So if you want to get something done, um, in the in the small college, you might not have the resources to back it up. Yeah. And and the differences in, in collegiate levels are um, from from what I'm seeing, in the most powerful the highest level at the Power Five conference, they have everything you needed to. Mm-hmm. To enhance the performance when we're talking about all three pieces of the pie, you know lifting um recovery and nutrition, they mm-hmm. cover them all mm-hmm. um in the lower levels, you probably only have strength conditioning right um sleep is on their own, and then mm-hmm. the and then nutrition is on their own, so yeah. you really don't know what goes into your athlete's bodies right.
3: right, yeah, right, so what would you say is your highest priority with the players?
2: My highest priority, what, are you talking about high school or are you talking about uh, collegiate level?
3: Either, let, let's go with high school since you're at Albertville now. Let's say high school.
2: Okay. Um, right now, it's, it's giving them a college experience mm-hmm. and help them to perform um, on field. Yeah. So what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of people around here, you know, couldn't afford to go places like Athlete Nation yeah. in, to train. Mm-hmm. Um this is one-time experience Albertville gets. If you're an athlete, you know, play sports in Albertville, you get a, a experience that you have to pay for to go to Athlete Nation sure. for free. Yeah, absolutely. It's true.
3: Okay. So, jumping on, how do you build mental toughness in your athletes?
2: Um, I like that question. Um In, in my standpoint, mental toughness shouldn't be built in the weight room. Um okay and and before we even talk about mental toughness i think i think you should define what mental toughness is okay um i, I think building mental toughness in the weight room is old school of way of thinking hey mm-hmm. we we just need to get away from building mental toughness in the weight room because uh-huh. how does that translate to your on-field performance right my mental toughness you look in the let's define mental toughness. My mental toughness is all right, if I tell you to do 3 sets of 8, are you disciplined enough to do 3 sets of 8 or are you disciplined just do 3 sets of 5?
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah.
2: When I'm when I'm not watching you, who are you when I'm not watching you? Mhm. And when I say, hey, let's put this bar back on on a certain place. Let's put the weights on a certain place. And let's have our stuff to be organized, de- attention to details, mm-hmm. the small, you know, nitty gritty things that I'm looking for.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Are, are you willing to do that? Mm-hmm. That's mental toughness. That's what really, really what what you what you internally do. Yeah. yeah. Right. Am am I, am I gonna be lazy, just ah? I'm just gonna put this thing out and then left it out, mm-hmm. or am I gonna say, hey, I'm gonna put this back, mm-hmm. right? Because that's things that you can control in your own ment- mentally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and what other mental toughness I'm thinking of is, what are you doing outside of, you know, not everybody's l- watching you yeah. when, when no one's watching you, right? So the twenty. The twenty-three hours or twenty-two and a half hours a day away when you're when I'm not with my athletes, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. Are you doing whatever you can to enhance your performance? Mm-hmm. Because that really comes down to mentally: mm-hmm. am I willing to get better to improve myself, mm-hmm. or am I just like ah, you know, today's not the day? I'm going to sit back and and you know, not do what I'm told. Maybe maybe skip a meal, skip a breakfast. Yeah, right because you can. You can. That that's what mental toughness is to me. Yeah. It's when you have have the discipline to get up and say, "Hey, let's let's eat breakfast because that's good for me." Yeah. Or or, you know, let's let's go to bed a little bit early. Let's go sleep at 10. Mm-hmm. Right? Go to bed at 10 instead of stay up to 12, 1, stay on social media. Mm-hmm. Right? Because like I told you, performance is more than, you know, lifting in the weight room. Right. right. Yeah. So what's really important, right? is that 23 and 22 half hours away that you're not with the coaches that's mental toughness yeah that really comes down to what you're doing mentally right
3: Mm -hmm. yeah so so you would say so you sound like you got pretty into it there sounds like something you take a lot of pride in is, is is what you're building with your players when they're not with you so so kind of talk about your like your philosophy as far as um your your strength program design. Is is that your main focus is you want to be good here but you also want to develop men, right? Your, yeah. and, and men and women that are that are good outside of the weight room.
2: Right. Right, that's correct. Um my my program design, are you talking about When you talking about a, a performance design? Is that what were you asking?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your your philosophy of, of what you're trying to build there at Alberville.
2: Well, pretty much, you know, I I I told people that all the time. I said I want you I want you to be good at at what we do in the weight room. Mm-hmm. Um be the best ver- version of yourself and then improve, you know, improve to be better than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um whether that's athlete, whether that's student, um whether you want to become a better person, mhm whatever it is. um that's awesome. There's this not. Yeah, this yeah. really not. This really not one set thing. Yeah. Right. But there's personal goals for them. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I can. You know, people say, sports teach life skills. Uh, somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> somewhat. Um, but if you ball into, you know, put place all the chips in one basket. Mm-hmm. Sports teach life skills. I sent some standpoint it does. But if you do outside of that, if you go outside of that when sports ends what kind of life skills does it translate over
1: mm-hmm.
2: and same thing in the weight room I, you i might help you be able to lift and improve mm-hmm. um your physical and and on-field performances but what can i do for you outside of that is probably more important you know be disciplined mm-hmm. be more you know be better
0: person and and be better version of yourself so that that's I took, I took a couple of things away from that. And, and when you said the, the aim is to be a better person than you were yesterday, that is what is so cool right now of what's going on in Albertville because we had Coach English on the podcast. He had a similar view. He wanted the kids to have fun. It was more than just football. It, it wasn't just X's and O's. It was about the kids having fun. You're talking about life skills, and implementing life skills into kids to where when sports do end, like it does for the majority of them, what have you given them? What have you instilled in them mm-hmm. to make them better people, better humans, which I feel like there's a lot of places that miss the mark on that. And and they're not focused in on how can we make this person a better person. Yeah. And you are. And that, and it's, that is it's awesome. About, it's about like winning, that. right?
2: Yeah. At some standpoint, it's all about, you know, yeah the w on on the uh on the uh it well, the, the calendar the yeah. w and, and the l's on the, on the calendar yeah you know um not that I don't want to win right um any strength coaches and you can ask any strength coaches they want to win yeah yeah um, absolutely that's all of us and, and as a strength coaches we're we're competitive right yeah um you can find if you can find a strength coach that's not competitive in some form of way in some form of fashion. Um, I don't think strength coaching would be a, a good job for them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So what, talk a little bit more about nutrition, uh, and, and how that plays into, to what you're trying to do. I know you talked a little bit about some programs not having the three, you know, the, the strength and conditioning, nutrition, uh, and, and rehab or recovery. So you're at a high school program now, um, good high school program dr. English and the administration is doing a lot for Albertville Uh, talk a little bit about the nutrition side and and how you work that into your your strength program I mean we we provide summer summer meal plans for the kids yeah Um,
2: we do the best our our, we can yeah Um, I know coach English is trying to do the same yeah Um, he just bought some um, Muscle milk for for our kids after a workout. Yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, um, I love that. Yeah. Uh, like I said, you know, nutrition is is one third of the pie and it's important. Mm-hmm. So what we do in the weight room is tearing your body down, tearing mm-hmm. your body down. It's not just hey, we we don't build size and strength in the weight room. You actually build it about six to twelve hours later when you're not lifting. Right. Huh. Yeah. So. Your nutrition is important right after you lift. Yeah, all right. What you eat, what you drink, um, how much you
1: sleep—you
2: mm-hmm. um, name it. It's 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 the nutrition that fuels the muscle to help them grow.
1: Okay, that's all. Awesome. Yeah, Good yeah.
2: weight training weight weight training stimulates the growth. Yeah, but if you don't put food in your body. Mm-hmm and you're not going to grow, right? It's like you're driving you're driving down the road, right? You have you don't have gas in the tank. Where are you going?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Where are you going yeah. in the yeah. morning? Let's say I got to go to work in the morning, but uh I got to travel all the way down to let's say Gaston, right? Mm-hmm. And I only have less than a quarter of tank. How far do you think you can get with that?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Explain a little bit, you know, when it comes to strength and conditioning, you know, a lot of a lot of programs, uh, you know, they're blasting music. They're getting all the players hyped up. What what do you do as a coach to motivate your players?
2: Um, I, I do the same thing. I blast music they want. Yeah. Um, as a strength coach, as a strength coach, you don't want to play the music that you like to listen to. Right. Right. If, if I play the music I like to listen to, I would play some EDMs. Some hard metal. There we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some country. ran You mean you name it. Some ran, Christmas music. Christmas music. Yeah. <laughs> Randomly, I just drove random stuff on there. Uh-huh. It, it really depends on the the mood that I'm in, right? right? But uh, external motivation. It's it's you know you want to get the kids like the weight room. It might not be you know some kids might respond to you know hip hop. Mm-hmm. Some kids might respond to country. Yeah. You know, um, you try to get a good mix of that. Yeah. And for for coming into the weight room, motivate, you know, try to motivate them. And I, I would think that you want to make the weight room a place that the player want to come in, mm-hmm. yeah. instead of oh man, crap, coach is playing country again for for our, <laughs> for our. Uh, or a uh, hard uh, workout for a squats a day. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't I can't really get, you know, get behind that. But then again, I think that's another mental toughness thing that you, you need to you know to break through at, at your own sometimes. But yeah, you know, I I, I live through country sometimes too. Um <laughs> but I think you gotta have some kind of internal drive. Yeah. For yeah. you to be like, Hey, I wanna come in the weight room, I wanna get better. Yeah. Right? It's you can only do so much motivation, yeah. you know, outside right. the weight room, yeah. and and try to get kids in. Sure. Mm-hmm. Some at some point, these kids got to find the ways come in, and and to do that, you want to make the weight room mm-hmm. a, a environment that they want to come in.
3: To. That's right, because that, that's that's perfect. Because you talk about life skills, and it's just like it's just like your job. You're not always going to have those external factors to make you want to do what you have to do that right. day. You had to find it inside yourself. You're hey, right. I want to do this for myself. I need to get better for myself, not all these external things. So that's, yeah. that's another way, like you said, that you teach them that life skill of, yeah. hey, you're not always going to feel like doing it, but you got to do it anyway. You're right. right? You're
2: right. You, you might not feel like you know, working out you know, the next day or, or do conditioning the next day, mm-hmm. um, but you know that's the best for you. Yeah. So are you willing to roll out of bed to you know, get there a little early? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to – we, we all know that, you know, we need some kind, of, some kind of tissue work, whether that's a rolling, whether that's a stretching, mm-hmm. whatever you this. Are you willing to get there a little early just to, you know, be a pro, why I call it, be a pro because yeah. the pros does it. Yeah. You know, get there 15, 30 minutes early, roll out, stretch out, do whatever needs to be done to get your body ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you, can't, you can't
0: motivate kids for that. Yeah, that's something that has to come internally. Yeah, that's good. So I, you, you're talking about getting getting the players ready. One, one interesting thing that you and I have talked about before was you know what kids do prior to a game, and you and I were talking about that with the not necessarily doing a stretch because that's not not what you need to do before a game. Can you explain that a little bit? That was yeah, interesting. yeah.
2: So so there's a lot of research out there. Um, so when you stretch a a muscle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of loses the potentiation effect. So your muscle, think of your muscles kind of like a rubber band, mm-hmm. right? You want it to be elastic. You want it to be powerful, which when that muscle stretches all right, it has an explosive force that generate that power to mm-hmm. back. When you're stretching that muscle out, you really don't stretch the muscle. You're really working on the tendons and the, t- and the ligaments that's holding the muscles together. Right. Um, stretching isn't going to you know, help it out, but it does feel better. Not right. gonna lie, it does feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because your 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 tendons has a little sensory output inside that tells your body, oh, th- this feels good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're really rolling it out, right? When you say rolling it out, um, you you've been in there, and, and I put you on it before. It's it's a we, we use a PVC pipe. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a cheap way to do it. I think that's probably the best way to do it. It's a hard surface. And, and um, you get on it, you work that tissue, work that muscle out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other ways to do it. Mm-hmm. You can use a barbell. Um, I, I say you can use one of those uh, massage guns. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all seen one of those. yeah, but yeah. Th- those, are, those are pretty decent. yeah. Um, but you really need some, some kind of pressure to massage that muscles out when,
0: when sore when it you know becomes yeah. tight, mm-hmm. what people call it. Okay. It's just crazy because, like you know, it's how far strength and conditioning has come just over really the past probably ten, fifteen years. Oh yeah, because it used to be stretch it out, you mm-hmm. know, okay. before a game. Oh, and, and I like I did it when I grew up. Yeah, yeah. You know, I,
2: I I'll be honest. I, I ran every morning. I got I got up in the morning and run one mile before the school. Yeah. Um. That's the way that I'm thinking. The old the old way of thinking. I'm I'm gonna outwork everybody. Uh uh-huh, Right. right. Um, I'm not saying that that didn't help me. It just it's just looking back at it. I'm like, I could do a lot better, mm-hmm. right? I could have squat a lot more, run faster, jump higher, if I know how to program that correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of running a mile every morning before going to school, right? Maybe we need to take some days off. I would really run a mile before the game day.
3: Uh huh.
2: Like, if, if Friday is, is game at 7, seven o'clock, mm-hmm. I would get up at at 6 or, or 5
3: in the morning, get my mom in, and then go to school. Yeah. Yeah. So you were just mentioning how important you think rest would have been for you. How important is rest for your high school athletes today? Very. Mm-hmm. Very. Um some parents are not going to like what
2: I wanted to say on this podcast, but let your let your kids sleep. Yeah. Let your kids sleep. Because when they sleep, their hormones start to kick in. Uh-huh. And that's when they grow, and that's when they recover. Um, the more sleep they get, the better. Okay. Um, well, I say sleep is more of a deep sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's kids that's laying around the bed, you know. Go on their social medias and stuff like that. Lay on but I mean like deep sleep. Yeah. Right. Um, and recovery is important. I think. I think that's probably. My your number one priority if you're, if you're an athlete, mm-hmm. any type of athlete, not just not just high school. Um. I, I think especially in the high school and, and collegiate level, mm-hmm. um, you're still growing you're still growing when you get to college because you're what 18 19 20 right. maybe you're, you're not gonna stop growing until you get pretty much 22 23 mm-hmm. um, it helps your tissue to recover it helps reset the the, the nervous system mm-hmm. um, what's important it helps you learn that's what what's really best to, to improve on the skills that you learned the day before mm-hmm. right if I teach the guys how to clean right that movement has to somehow be able to sink into the brain if you don't sleep you're not going to be able to learn that through it, it's it's a it's a stimulus right mm-hmm. you'll, you'll learn it at, at at some point but to get your brain to think as like tying your shoelace without looking mm-hmm. that's something different that you gotta hardwire that thing into your brain
0: yeah so what what's we, we talked a little bit earlier about the differences in training in different sports so for example baseball and football what, what's the difference there in training those two sports
2: um, just a little bit but not much yeah. baseball is more of side to side sport Yeah. Um, there's, there's straight line into it, p- component into it as well yeah. but that's not that much um, except in baseball you don't run as much yeah, you probably run to first base, maybe second base the most. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably takes maybe ten seconds, right. uh, the most. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of explosive, quick, short bursts
1: mm-hmm.
2: versus more long distance and and slow, steady pace. Okay. I mean, if you if you don't know how to train the sports just go watch it. Mm-hmm. Just go watch how they play. Yeah. right time the movements they they're actually doing yeah and then look back on your program and think is this um does this make sense mm-hmm. right am i am i making my baseball players run um mile mile and a half mm-hmm. and why right yeah Um, I I saw uh, uh, funny memes not too long ago, it says stop running polls 2020 or 2021 or something like that.
3: Pitchers would love that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I mean if you really think about it, right, you really pitch, what, maybe maybe two, three seconds and you have a long break Mm -hmm. and then pitch it again. Yeah. You're not constantly doing something. Mm -hmm. Now, I will train some kind of aerobic components or more cardio components, mm-hmm. a simple, simple term. Um, it's for your recovery, mm-hmm. right? I'm not gonna make you run two, three miles. Yeah, I'll probably break down the run where cover is about a mile. Yeah. Um, but it's more resting and then sprinting. The yeah. distance equals to a mile, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's help you, if you let's say if you have a tournament um, on, on Monday. You got paid play Tuesday you You can recover from that mm-hmm. through aerobically, yeah, um or you have a double header, you have to play back to back, you know you want some kind of aerobic components to recover
0: yeah, interesting, very, very interesting so what what would be the difference with basketball then? I mean, because they're they're physical and they're running constantly, so what um basketball what, what we call it it's more of
2: um, lactic acid. Yeah. Sports or more glycogen base. Yeah. Um, they 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 run a lot. Yeah. They run typically. I can't remember last time I checked. Probably about two miles a game. Wow. Yeah, but it's a little bit different though.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They're not they're not doing short bursts running like football and baseball does. They're gonna do some conf- some form of change direction sprinting mm-hmm. if you think about it. Right. So run uh, b- back down the change directions court um, and then. Some kinda of cardio form aerobic and mm-hmm. then some kind of um quick burst of um you no know, ATP. Um I'll take that back. It's not it's not really ATP at that point. It's more of would would you have glycogen and in mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, what you have left and, and then you can get a quick burst in. Yeah. So so way I where I train basketball, um, you you want to you want to get them some kind of, you know, aerobic capacity Mm. at the start out with well from from my standpoint i train my kids with some kind of uh, aerobic capacity at the beginning of the fall Mm -hmm. right because they some of them some might not be around when we lifting in the summer so i want everybody to have some kind of aerobic base Mm -hmm. and then once they get to that aerobic base down down right you can maintain that through lifting and do regular um agility conditioning and when when season rolls around we want to we want to cover the distance a team my needs mm-hmm. for the games mm-hmm. if that team you know runs back down the court through a very fast you know a um, uh, pass out and and go and score kind of thing a fast-paced game mm-hmm. right we want to be able to cover the distance they do yeah. in the entire game and it really changes uh, depends on what kind of offense you run but mm-hmm. but you know get down to the nitty-gritty you're still going to run down up and down the court right it's just yeah. a little bit different now
0: sure you, you're using different energy system yeah mm-hmm. so what if I'm trying to think of the best way to ask this uh, just so h- how is that like you have to kind of flip a switch when you're when you're going from different sport yes I, I mean that there's a switch that has to be flipped in that training yeah. atmosphere. So I mean, how, how does that? I mean, is it hard to to go from we got the football team in here and we're doing things a certain way, and then you know we might we bring the I don't know the the basketball team in here and it's completely I guess different and in, in your approach. So how tough is that? To, Are you talking about made? Yeah, just working for with you, different teams. Yeah, just how uh, jumping back and forth.
2: As, uh, actually, I'm used to it. Okay, um, like I told you, when you have a background training different teams right mm-hmm. you yeah. have
0: all the tools and
2: all the assets and all the experience you learn not just the football side not just the basketball side yeah you you learn everything yeah right from from soccer to to baseball from football to basketball um, track and field you name it mm-hmm. so um, training in the weight room is really not that much different hmm um, training in the weight room is kind of the same. Yeah, it might be here and there that's different. Like I said, you know, to make sure to cover the things that your 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 in-season sports isn't training, mm-hmm. right? So if I let's say if if we don't train side-to-side movements that much, in in in-season in we might want to cover that in the weight room, and if that's something that's missing you know you you gotta adapt your program to it yeah um that's uh that's in depth very in depth diving into that pretty much you 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 have to know how to write your program to cover the bases right right different my my programs are different whether Mm -hmm. whether you're football basketball baseball they're all different yeah and it really depends on what sports you're playing that's number one Mm -hmm. um what do you have to you know what tools you have in your disposal um, space, time, and then it comes down to, um, what sports and your skill level, your yeah. skill level is important, yeah. right? You can't just throw a, a, freshman in high school to train like a pro athlete and yeah. thinking that freshman's don't get good by doing what NFL athletes doing. Mm-hmm. You got to think the NFL athletes had to do something. To get to that point. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the weight room is going to get them there, right? I, I would say 80% of that is DNA or genetics, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You, can, you yeah. can only enhance so much in the weight room. Yeah, um, right. I love people who think that, oh, I, I can turn you into NFL athletes or, or weight room is the key to, to turn you into a successful athlete. Not really. Right. Your, your genetic potential has a limit yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, if weight room is really the, the, the thing that translates from, you know, from good to a pro mm-hmm. then we we'll should we we should be able to see you know a ton of nfl athletes a ton of you know basketball athletes right. you name it the moms and pops that's living their their 38 uh, 30 years um mm-hmm. 30 years old yeah. um, they should be able to you know perform yeah so yeah. you can't really you know think think that way that hey strength condition gonna turn me into a pro athlete Really not. It's what you have when when you warn. Yeah. Yeah. What I tell people is what God gave you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, true. that's right. Yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, yeah, Coach Cochran used to say all the time, he'd be like, Hey, Coach Coach Saban brings in the Mercedes and the BMWs baby, I just throw the spinners on them, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I mean I mean yeah. pretty much.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: pretty much. Yeah. 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 So what what about the uh, just the average Joe at home? Uh in their 40s they're working a job nine to five every day what's the best approach for them to stay in shape or what's the best approach for them to get started in in a program what program would you recommend for that person um i would say it depends right um let's say
2: you have very um active job yeah let's say if i got somebody that's mowing doing a mowing yards um pushing the mower Mm -hmm. right daily yeah right you probably just need to go in there lift because you're you're gonna get some kind of aerobic components already Mm yeah um and then for average people that sit behind a desk or Mm -hmm. or just sitting around a lot you want to get some kind of aerobic base to start out with and and like i said once you get that aerobic
0: base um once you have it Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to maintain can you can you explain what that aerobic base is what what that means
2: um it's pretty much like cardio yeah um so so the first thing if let's say if I train somebody mm-hmm. right um let's say they are they are up to a performance level mm-hmm. um their power and their explosives mm-hmm. right what what I mean by that like top speed yeah um what, what you can run from here to there and and your your explosive force going up, uh, one way to look at it is probably a vertical jump. Mm-hmm. Um, something that, something you can look into that. This mm-hmm. is more more translate to what I'm talking about, a more explosive movement, right? Um, that goes away within three to five days. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, if you don't train those qualities, you're gonna lose it. Mm-hmm. Um people, you don't use it, you lose it. You don't use yeah. it, you lose it. Uh, <laughs> This it it really depends on who you are, right? Mm -hmm. The best of the best can maintain those potentiations and maintain those uh, explosiveness for maybe five days, yeah. Even even seven Mm -hmm. depends on the days that you train, yeah. And then the next thing goes away is your strength, Mm -hmm. so your strength will last about two to four weeks. So if you you stop training for for one to two weeks, right? Let's say if I'm squatting three fifteen. Um, today, mm-hmm. and then I'm stop. I'm stop working out, and, and next week, and then I'll go get back, a week week later, I would still be able to max out at three fifteen, mm-hmm. and then your last your last would be aerobic, aerobic components. It's kind of like you know recovery and and what we call it. It's more long distance, slow steady pace. Mm-hmm. You can maintain that for about a month month and a half. Okay. And to me, I, I think to me that's more of probably genetic as well. For some people, that might not last that long. Right. Yeah. Like for me, I'll probably that, that probably goes out the window. Uh, <laughs> probably within two weeks.
3: <laughs> um, so who's who's your favorite strength and conditioning coach or who do you kinda of pull from?
2: Man, um that's a very, very good question. Who's my favorite strength coach? Um, if we're talking about favorite wise, um, Probably from the all the people that I learned from, mm-hmm. um, mentor under, um, because they taught me more than just, you know, skills in the weight room. They taught me life skills, skills mm-hmm. outside of it. Um, who I learned from here and there, um, I take from everybody. Okay. Right? If and, and, and I heard this from, from my past mentor. If you're not stealing from somebody, somebody's idea, you're not really doing the best service for your athletes. mm mm-hmm. Right, if there's something good idea, some good idea somewhere,
1: mm-hmm.
2: take it. Right, but but think critically. Think like, is this gonna help me or my athletes? You can't just, hey, hey, I seen someone do this, I'm gonna do the same thing with my team. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Right, you gotta sit back and really think about it and say, hey, is this gonna work first? Right, does this make sense with my program and my athlete standpoint? or so where they are at right now. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, you can't just find some videos on on Twitter, on uh, Instagram, on I don't know TikTok, you name it, and then just pull from that and say, "Hey, I saw this universe done that, yeah. right?" And and I'm gonna do that right away. Uh-huh. right? that not that's not gonna help your athletes to perform, um, to get better right there, right then, and become a D1 athlete or an NFL athlete. Yeah. Right. So you got to find the ways, what we call it breach the gap to get there. Mm-hmm. Right? How are you going to get from point A from point B matters? Mm-hmm. Let's say if I want to um, let's say someone does a, a rear foot elevated split squat, or a Bulgarian split squat. Mm-hmm. Right? I think people know that term a lot more. Um, it's probably best you don't start with the barbell on your back and put your foot on the back and without any kind of training. Right. What you're gonna end up finding out is I'm gonna get stuck in the bottom with the barbell on my back and I can't get out of that bench. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So you want to start with maybe a split squat, maybe yeah. a maybe a single leg uh, goblet squat, mm-hmm. um, maybe some kind of a TRX assisted single leg squat, and build it up slowly. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then you got to have a trained guide to know your kids uh, where they are at and how you're going to progress them there.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, you know, in the strength conditioning world, there's a lot of different types of coaches. You got the rah-rah guys, you got the science-based guys. W- what is Kai win? Where do you fall in that? Both? Um,
2: yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I'm actually more, more of a, uh, I would say, um, science guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been the raw raw guy before. Yeah. Um, I didn't think I covered the the last last question pretty well, but I take from a um, lot of people. Um, I'll go back to the, your question yeah. in a little bit. Um, you take from everybody. Like I, I think some of the well known names right now in the industry that mm-hmm. people can can start looking at it's Alan Bishop. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good one. Um, I think the coach out TCU's named Zach the He's mm-hmm. a good one. Um, Man, there's so many. Um, the strength coach down in Elon mm-hmm. and in Florida. I think that's um uh, I can't remember his name. He was Drake, the performance there. Um, I think his name DeMarco, I'm not sure. Okay. Um man, you name it. The, this this one more um, big name, um, Cal Deeds mm-hmm. in, in Minnesota. Um, great strength coach. Um, that's actually the I'm the probably the the founder of what would we call it triphasic training. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the guy that that founded that in, in Minnesota. Okay. When multiple multiple uh, national championships there yeah. in the Olympic side. Um, Nick Nick DeMarco. Uh, yeah, Nick DeMarco. Uh, yeah, okay. I looked it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's him. Yeah. Um, let me think. Who else? Man. Um, on top of my head, that's why I got. Um, some of, some of the well-known, some of my friends, that's pretty well known, that knowns a lot. Um, you can look them up. Um, he's at Sanford right now. Um, uh, Joe Kilgore, uh, he's a director of performance for the basketball team. And then you have, um, uh, Carissa, uh, Bell at Campbell University, Mm um,
0: let me try to think. How often do you communicate with them? I oh mean, a lot. A lot a lot.
2: Yeah. Um I mean for from this industry standpoint, it's it's you know, you want to be friends with everybody. Yeah. Because you you never know what's gonna happen year to year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's some of well known names. In in the high school standpoint, there this this couple in Alabama that's pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, some of them in Madison Academy, um, Cody Hughes. Yeah. Um great dude. Um, and then down in uh, Hugh huge trustful, um, the weight guy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, coach Brandon Herning. Um, and then, uh, at Sarah land, um, I can't remember coach's name, but, uh, but yeah, there's, there's a couple of good ones and there's a mm-hmm. couple of good ones in Texas. Um, there's a very good one called Joey Burles. Um, mm-hmm. he's a great one. Um, he's a high school strength coach. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was former,
0: formerly at Utah, uh, Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a pretty small community. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, all of oh, you yeah. communicate and, and kind we, of feed off of one another. Yeah,
2: so every year, you know, you have to go to a conference to learn your uh, – earn your CSCS right. or, or CSCCA, your, your uh, CEUs. You, you yeah. get to see uh, every one of them. Awesome. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Another, another great strength coach that's been, um, been in the industry is Joe Ken. Mm-hmm. um he's pretty much the guy uh, that I got the the layout of of the program from mm-hmm. not 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 what to do but like the basic template that we use yeah um well back to your question what was your question again
3: it was uh you know all the different methods and uh strength and conditioning coaches you got the rah-rah guys and you got the the science based guys, just kind of where you fall in that.
2: Yeah, more more a science based guy. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, if I need to motivate somebody, I can. Yeah. No, I was that kind of guy in in when I was in Texas. Um, what would I call it? The the juice man. What
0: they call yeah, it? Juice the man. juice yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to interrupt you right here. This this is the the perfect plug for this story. Uh, so for for our listeners, Coach Kai Wynn is is training me currently. Um, and you were just talking about being the, the rah-rah guy. And, and you if you need to motivate somebody, you can motivate them. Funny story uh, that I have to tell. Uh, uh, coach and I were, were doing uh, some cardio-based stuff earlier this week, and, and it involved some really tough uh, sled pushes and, and runs. And we're getting down uh, close to being done with the runs. And uh, he, Coach looks at me and he says, uh, he's like, hey, I'm going to make you a deal. <laughs> i said i said okay you know a deal works two different ways yeah you know you, you somebody's both benef- parties receive something, both parties right? are benefiting right <laughs> so he's i'm gonna make you a deal and I, i've been there before i you know we've we've all played sports we know when a coach says hey i'm gonna make you a deal typically i'm thinking i'm not gonna have to run as much mm-hmm. so i i tell coach win yeah you know i, I want to make a deal I, i'm i'm good with that he says okay he says if you can make it down and back in, in X amount of seconds, um, that, you know, that, that's going to be our deal. And I said, okay, so, so what do I get? And, and he says, oh, you get better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you get
0: better. And that, that was going to be your last round. <laughs> well, yeah. And then so, and then I'm like better. I was like, well, man, I, I thought I'd get like, you know, a break or something, What you know, and he said, well, how about this? You don't have to run an extra one. And I'm like, ah, okay, yeah. 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 That's <laughs> good, good story there.
2: Yeah, um, you know, there's some colleges, you know, I, I know a lot of them wants the juice man, and, mm-hmm. and that's great. That's great is what more they want to approach and how they want to approach it, right? But if you really sit back and look at it, all, their, all the strength coaches, that's, that's really good mm-hmm. at what they do. They're they're not hype men. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're not. You know that the hype men point of view is where ESPN paint paint that picture yes. and wants you to see what strength coach so to look like. Mm-hmm. But but a good strength coach, you know, he, he's really know how to sit back and look at the whole picture and say, is, is this what I need to do? Yeah, or not? Yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah. So what what do you feel like you bring to the Albertville program?
2: Um, a new way to approach um, weight training. Okay. Um, what I really think I brought and bring into Albertville's program is, is a a foundation to Mm -hmm. all sports. Yeah. Um, not going to lie. I, 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 you know, I want to try to be the best of best in all sports. Mm -hmm. Right. But it has to start somewhere. Yeah. Now I can't change that. I can't change strength condition. Can't change how kids really do on the field. Like I said, like Mm -hmm. I told, uh, told y'all before it's probably much you know 15 to 20 percent but you have a nice solid foundation mm-hmm. right they don't build pyramids and on, on a uh, on, on a small base mm-hmm. right you can't you can't build you can't build a solid foundation right without a strength program mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so strength or anything strength conditioning it's it's a starting of you know what what can change right. and, and something different and something new, yeah. right? So, I mean, before I got here, not many teams train, mm-hmm. not many teams train. Yeah, um, that all changed when, when I got here. Mm-hmm. Um, We're we gonna try to train everybody. and We're gonna try to bring everybody in. Yeah, and
1: yeah.
2: then that really depends on. Again, and that depends on what I have to, you know, what tools I have and. and how much space I have? How many teams I can bring
0: in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. So you know, being at Albertville, what you know, what are some of the things that you've noticed um, just from, from a support perspective from the administration for strength and conditioning, and in, in particular, you know, what what has that been like since you've been here? It's been awesome. Um, this is a very supported
2: community. Mm-hmm. and very close community. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what I expected when, when I came here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what I like. It's a small town environment, you know, right. um, just about everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. very, you know, very tight community. Yeah. Very supportive. Yeah.
0: So what, what about supplements? What, what's your favorite supplements? What do you recommend? Yes. Yes. Um, uh,
2: that's something that I would love to talk about, but uh unfortunately there's there's rules and guidelines in the state that doesn't allow me to talk about that yeah um out from from basic starters right yeah, I would just say a a a good protein source, yeah, right, like a weight protein mm-hmm. yeah um um you really need to look into the brands that you're buying from mm-hmm. um I, I don't want to put anybody um, do any free market. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but some of the good brands uh, that you trust, is, I, I think that I could trust. It's it's Optimum Nutrition. Mm-hmm. I okay. I trust that. Um, what's the other brand? Um, Domatize. I think that's the name. Mm-hmm. I trust that. Um, this is for my personal use, right? Yeah, right. Uh, I'm not saying this is recommended to everybody. This is my personal use. You know, you might have if you have allergic reactions to that. Mm-hmm. All right, it's not my fault. That I'm saying this. Oh, we we can put a disclaimer. <laughs> we, we can put a disclaimer
0: here. Look, any anything said on this podcast is not being said by a doctor. Right? That's, That's right. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah. There's our disclaimer. So, you know, if you take this advice, it's at your own free will.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, but but. I, why i take daily is, is uh, a protein, the yeah. high quality protein um there are actually some um generic protein brand mm-hmm. that i think that's pretty good yeah uh, you gotta really research and look at the back of the label what's really in it mm-hmm. right so the less of the ingredient that's in the back of the label the better so i i tell people i i, I think you should be able to just have a handful of the ingredients in the protein powder Mm -hmm. that's what really matters right so you shouldn't have any kind of fillers any kind of words that you don't you don't know how to pronounce yeah Mm -hmm. right and uh a handful of words like whey protein yeah right or or or, um whey isolate Mm -hmm. um that's what's on top of my mind i can think of
0: what about the what about the difference on You, you and you were talking to me about this the other day but BCAAs and EEAs, what, just, just explain the difference between those two.
2: Um, I'm not really familiar with the details of it. Yeah. But um, from my research, it was a – EAA's What's what we call essential, what your body really needs that right. it can't produce. Right. right? It's just kind of like um, carbs, kind of like proteins. Your body can't produce that. That's right. what you need. That's what I call – EAAs it stands for essential uh, amino acids. Okay. Right. B C A is called brain chain amino acids. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a chain of what we call amino acids. Mm-hmm. That's what they what they think that would help, right? Hmm. Help to build muscle, but it really isn't, right? It just make it taste good. Yeah. Um <laughs> what you really need is EAA. So don't waste your
0: money um on on BCAAs. Okay. Yeah, and that, that was interesting. And that, you talked a little bit more about that the other day with, with how you were mixing with whey protein and, oh, yeah. and the benefits it was giving you. Oh, yeah. I, I
2: want to give credit to um, the person who, who did this, you know, who, who sent this. This is not, not from me. This is from a doctor, um, uh, actually, a professor yeah. um, from a university yeah. that I subscribe his research from. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you mix uh, uh, whey protein or whey isolate, with some kind of EAA form, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one way that I do it, let's say I'm, I'm getting a uh, vanilla-based um, protein powder mm-hmm. and then mix with you know sour apple or, or watermelon EAAs, mm-hmm. and you actually get a 10 to maybe 25% of, um, growth on your muscles. That's, just uh, that's because, ju- wow. Yeah, just because the loosing content. Mm-hmm. Loosing is what really drives the muscle to grow. Yeah. And that's what, that's what if you look at the label of mm-hmm. the, all the proteins, they, they have the um, um, the leucine content of, mm-hmm. of, of ratios on there. So the more the leucine, the better. But also you need the other stuff as well. So when you add EAAs into your protein powder, it gives more leucine to your protein powder.
0: And that, that's something that I, I really like about you is that you're constantly trying to read and and further continuous improvement yeah uh, in your craft is you, you're reading into the research you're reading into whatever's today's you know in in the today's world of strength and conditioning you're up to speed on all of those things so the kids at Albertville are constantly getting the the most improved and best form of strength and conditioning yeah. which is uh, a lot mm-hmm. of programs can't say that it's yeah awesome. like
2: at, at this I mean for for our field you have to yeah you have to It is very competitive mm-hmm. Um, if you're if you're behind on research if you're behind that any kind of you know performance enhancement you, that you can do in the weight room mm-hmm. right that help your athletes you're pretty much you pretty much you know take a two three step back it's yeah. kind of like how that how that describe this it's kind of like running a triple option nowadays mm-hmm. right you see you see teams that that can still do it yeah but you know most of the teams are 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 doing something else. More mm-hmm. of a spread. Yeah. Right. More of uh um RPOs, you know. Um it's kinda like going back to the old days of, hey, let's run the wishbone. Let's run the uh you know, the old way of doing things. Right. So all running, triple option, wishbones and and and, and uh, going the old ways doing things.
3: Right. That's yeah. why strength conditioning it's it's you have to stay up to date with it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so Coach Wynn, this is kind of a hot topic with a lot of people today, but at what age do you think a child, or you know, a, a young adult should start strength and conditioning training?
2: Good question. Um, I think they should start training whenever they start playing okay. a sports, mm-hmm. right? If you play a PV football, basketball, whatever the sports may be, you, know, you should start training. Well I mean training, it doesn't mean like lifting heavy weights, right? Mm-hmm. Some simple way of movement, Mm-hmm. some air squats, bodyweight squat, push ups, you okay. name it. Um it, it only makes sense to me. If you are gonna put your kids, right, playing some kind of sports, doesn't it make sense to to get him better physically as well? Yeah. And and, and, and for a lot of people spending a lot of money on, on you know, pitching coaches or, or or uh shooting coaches or hitting coaches mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. You should look into you know, putting some kind of investment on your kid's, is, you know, mm-hmm. health, personal health, and and um, performance health.
3: Right. Sure. So, do you believe that doing too much too soon is that detrimental to a to a kid?
2: Well, it really depends. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing, right? Right. You're not going to put a kid under a, let's say, a 225-pound a bar and lift them. Yep. Dang, that's not going to happen. Right. But if we were talking about, like, hey, let's do some simple bodyweight stuff, mm-hmm. know how to squat correctly, know yeah. how to lunge correctly, side-to-side movement. You know, one of the things that, you know, people don't talk about in training young kids is let them play. Yeah. Let them jump on couches. Let them jump down from trees. Mm-hmm. You name it. That's some kind of training. That what right. we call those are, are, in our you know in our strength of thing. Those are the plyometrics. Uh-huh. Um, if you jump down from a tree and land on two feet, that's a, that's deadland. Mm-hmm. Right. When we call deadland, you you step off something and land, and then and then you can uh, absorb forces and you can reply those forces when you get better at it.
3: So just a, a lot of stuff that kids do naturally yeah that that sometimes parents try to keep them from doing exactly actually builds up
2: that base yeah, exactly hmm. let, okay. let 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 and, and and I say this too um let your kids involve in different kinds of sports mm-hmm. right um the younger they get into the different type of sport the better they they can get mm-hmm. right because let's say and you don't want to be hard on your um Kids about a certain sport mm-hmm. because at some point, if we're just going to do one sport, right you're gonna get burned out on that sport right right if you've been doing you know same th- something over and over again for since you're i don't know a toddler to high school mm-hmm. are you really going to stick with it after i mean after high school, is that something you love or is that something you're you're told to do
3: right? That's good. Yeah,
2: and and I think and I think another 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 side of this thing is, you don't want to put your kids in the position where they have no rest, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, no rest means you, they gotta have some kind of off season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let them let their bodies adjust, mm-hmm. let them take breaks off, you know, let their bodies recover so mm-hmm. they can grow and get better. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Yeah. Sure. So, talking talking about an off season. Describe a transition, coach, from, from summer when you're hitting it hard to now it's fall camp and you're into season. Kind of, what's, what's the difference there?
2: Um, the difference is you want to maintain. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, let's take that back. You say summer to fall, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. S- summer, like talking about football-wise, okay, okay. summer right into fall camp. Okay,
2: that, that's that's the question I was going to ask. Are you talking about football? Are you talking about basketball? What, yeah. what sport are you talking about? Um, Let's say – Let's say football team it's summer to fall camp. Mm-hmm. What you really want to do? Excuse me. Um, when you come off summer, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're pretty much in the state that where you're in peak conditioning. You're ready to, you know, tackle the season whether whether you know it's practicing mm-hmm. and game wise, and you want to continue that. Mm-hmm. Um, your fall camp you want to do some kind of lifting right whether that's 30 minutes right get in get out right mm-hmm. or or um, have have them have them come in just do some kind of maintain maintenance work okay um, you don't want to just stop and not doing anything mm-hmm. like I said like I told y'all earlier before um, those qualities that you don't train mm-hmm. it has a time limit to it if you don't train it it goes away. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, um, like what you said a while ago. You don't use it, you lose it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So um, you just got be smart with it. Training mm-hmm. camp, especially, it's let's say football training, especially, it's it's more hectic, mm-hmm. right? You got limited time. It really di- and, and and for college it's a little bit different. College has already changing to you know back then we had two a days. Mm-hmm. Um, that's no longer available for for uh, two days in, in collegiate level. Mm-hmm. Um, how do they fix that? They extend the the training count period a little bit longer. Right. So you don't kill the athletes yes. <laughs> go and practice two days a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not a good sign for their health. And then if you don't train, right, you can't tolerate the loads mm-hmm. or, or the contact, mm-hmm. um, all the activities you do in in practice they can't recover from that it's good stuff
0: coach uh man we've enjoyed having you on the show uh man it's been uh there's been a lot of a lot of good information. Yeah this
2: uh, I, I understand that you know I went might be a little bit you know dive too deep in in no, the details of No no of things. no not
0: at all. So. Not at all. This is uh this has been a good one man. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed hearing yes, just everything you've had to talk about. It is absolutely amazing just the the depth of knowledge that you have involving strength and conditioning. Certainly enjoy having you uh for my my benefit right now uh even though my body is killing me i'm <laughs> sore he's putting me through it but hey it's for the it's for getting me better and i know you're doing the same for the kids at albertville yeah. we are very very fortunate to have you here as, as part of this uh program
2: yeah thank you thank you for me to be here yes, uh, sir yeah um yeah. like i said this is my first podcast and uh it's a great point to start out with. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, if you ever need any kind of strength conditioning information, um, I think I think I'll probably be on my Instagram the most. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it comes to Twitter when I have time, okay. and then uh, Facebook. If you want to reach out to me Facebook, that's probably the last. I probably check my Facebook once uh, once every blue moon and whenever that is. So. If y'all want to reach out to me, um, give me information or ask for anything that I didn't cover, uh, feel free. Or if you want me to go deeper, dive into, mm-hmm. you know, any kind of questions you have, you know, feel free to reach out to me. Good deal. Uh,
0: and that, that Instagram is CoachKaiWin. Yes, sir. Yes, okay.
2: CoachKaiWin, all all uh, lowercase, no space in it. All right.
0: Coach, we've enjoyed having you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You've been listening to Under Further Review, the sports podcast with Anthony Burgess. Visit us online at UFRsportscast.com and follow us on Twitter at UFR underscore sportscast. Thank you for listening. And after further review, the ruling on the field stands. UFR signing off.